0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: When you're masturbating, are you like screaming? No, most likely not. It's
2: a good one. (laughs) Just kidding. Ah! (laughs) I'm coming! (laughs) so your neighbors can hear you yeah i want them to know i like when they're involved <laughs> welcome to the holy hour
1: a podcast about sex relationships mental health and everything in between
2: i'm amelia Sanson. and i'm liz ball follow us on instagram and tiktok at the holy hour i'm on instagram and tiktok at amelia samson
1: and I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball so Hard.
2: You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad free on Patreon at patreon.com slash the hour. Check out our merch at
1: theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com.
2: Do I look so dumb in these headphones? No. Y'all I'm legit. They are not completely over your ears. No, I mean they're like fucking children's headphones. <laughs> but I didn't know that when <laughs> I, I ordered sense? them. Oh, I see. You mean down? Oh, I thought you meant just like the roundness of them. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize I was ordering children's headphones because it doesn't say that on the Amazon listing, but I should have known because they were $11. Mm. But whatever. I just wanted them. This is the same kind of thing as like what I was saying with like giving a baby like a, a fake steering wheel on the back of the car. So like they feel like they're involved. Well, we were talking about the headphone thing. Yeah. So that's. Oh, when I said that, that we were talking about the headphone thing. Like when I first made that metaphor. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. My
1: I'm having a brain fart. Oh, no. I'm not like it, You we've talked about you getting headphones so you could listen.
2: Yeah. And now Can
1: you hear me in those.
2: No. no. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. But I'm plugged into the computer.
2: Oh, but I was wondering why I couldn't hear you. I'm a fucking moron. I was like,
1: hello. We'd have to get an extender thing. For it's like the because I wanted to be able to hear both of us. Totally. I mean, you need to. Something weird this is just
2: so I feel involved. But it's good cool. because I, I thought because it would it be helpful me- for you to be no, it, able- absolutely yeah, to hear it is. yourself, but um, because then you can feel like a pop star. Exactly, that's the thing. I just want to feel like Britney
1: Spears and hear yourself singing.
3: <laughs> <Holy>
1: <laughs> <Alex>. <laughs> oh shit!
2: <laughs> I think this is
1: gonna really boost our music production ability. I mean, please. <laughs> I, I know that. I'm gonna go into GarageBand and make some beats. I love that. Drop them behind you. Become a DJ? I don't know if they still have like the sound effects. Remember where you could go make a song by yourself and it's, they had like guitar riffs?
2: Dude. Yeah. I had a um, creative writing class in high school and we were given the prompt to use she gave everyone the same like 10 words and we had to like write a a song with it and everybody just like went up there and like sang a song and like me and my group made like a whole fucking production on GarageBand that's something I would do and it was actually a very good song um do you remember any of it no but I'm sure my friend that was in my group does because she fucking loved it do you remember what it was about at all um see I have I have so we also wrote a children's book about a hippo named Tallulah and that's all I can think about in the song. And that was not at all what the song was about. I'm like, oh, Tallulah Hippo is what the song was about. No, it was like a really like heartfelt like song about like growing up because it was my senior year mm-hmm. and like going out on your own and like all the things that you've learned. It was oh my like, God,
1: that's like sentimental. I know, dude. When I was in seventh grade, um, I had some kind of project like that where you can make you have to make a thing. So me and another girl and we made a album i think we only had to write like one song but then we had to make a track list um and it was all about like ice cream and one of the songs was called sprinkles
2: on my face <laughs> that i song don't remember was for the- sure about getting a facial
1: i i didn't even know what that was first of all but we were just me neither we
2: made a i don't remember the song but Sprinkles on my face, sprinkles, sprinkles on my face, bitch. Sprinkles uh-huh. on my face, sprinkles, sprinkles uh-huh. on my face, bitch. Hey, hey, hey. I've been writing. to drop a beat? King butt on the track. <laughs> so I've been writing raps about just like whatever recently just uh-huh. because I, when my Adderall runs out, I like have to like. Be doing something. Be, be doing something that is, is completely inconsequential. I also feel like you probably like Mr. Frank finds it so entertaining that you're also like playing into that i did my three king butt raps for him naked in bed <laughs> one day and he was so engaged in it and then he had me send them to him and he started writing his own oh my king God. butt raps but i wrote a whole rap about his dog polly Ooh! because so her rap name is polly wally like paul wall mm-hmm. who love w- that i'm i'm amazed at how many people don't know who paul wall is isn't that offensive do you um, know who paul wall is I know the name, name a song. Drive Slow is his biggest song. He has, it's like with Kanye West. You've heard it. Okay. You've definitely heard it. I've heard the name Paul Wall. Oh my God. I'm sure there are songs I've heard that I would recognize. I'm pretty sure he was at Coachella this year. I think that's why he reentered my life. Anyway, yeah. I wrote a whole rap from the perspective of his dog. And it's like, there are, there are things that I've been needing to do this week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have a lot of shit that I need to get ahead of and i've been writing raps raps about his dachshund (laughs) why my name's king
1: butt and i'm here to say (laughs) i'm wasting Um, every single day popping adderall every single day nice nice that was good (laughs) i i'm not like in my creative brain right now that's fair
2: i mean that, that was still pretty good Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I mean, I did, you completed the, the rap. I just said, my name's King Butt, and I'm here to say, you, you could do that with anything.
2: You really, you gave me, you were the Scotty Pip into my Michael Jordan. <laughs> you really lined me up. I'm really leaning into this, like, sports network <laughs> thing recently. This is what I get for dating Mr. Frank um you're gonna learn so much about basketball i already know too much about like just in the past like two weeks like i know every all of the i don't know anything about a sport there's like a lot of drama i'm kind of like living for the drama of the nba right now Ooh, yeah it's like now i'm interested i know you should you should do some do some digging Mm. i know it's like pretty exciting uh we got some really nice messages from people after you shared what you shared yeah I wanted to say thank you to everybody
1: who has sent either you know the podcast email a message or me a message um just because I haven't had a second to respond doesn't mean I haven't read them and like they mean so much to me um I definitely cried when I've read all of them (laughs) yeah so thank you a lot it means a lot to me and it also means a lot to like not feel so alone. Like other people were like thank you for saying this because I feel like it, it is such an isolating experience mm-hmm. and feeling to have yeah so that's it's it's just nice to like no it's not just me mm-hmm. and I don't know if I don't want to say like everybody feels this way but
2: I mean a lot of people feel this I way I think it's safe to say everyone has felt that way mm-hmm. at some point
1: I also feel like as as women we're not really
2: like taught about that you're gonna age <laughs> Yeah,
1: you're gonna. Age.
2: Yeah, it's like we're not taught about it, but it's also like forced down our throats that like when we age, we're le- we're worthless. But then yes. we don't ever learn that we're gonna age. Mm. I it's yeah. like an interesting
1: paradox. I tried explaining that to Mister Liz this weekend, and he was like, "You think your life is over?" And I was like, "I don't think that." Obviously, yeah. He's like, "Well, you said that." I was like, "No." that's <laughs> I nobody's mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was i was being hyperbolic because i'm explaining to you the societal pressure and experience that young girls have to process and go through their entire lives mm-hmm. whereas you get to like your our value decreases with age but your value gets to increase as you age isn't that a bitch yeah like you're about to be a man in your 30s and everybody's just gonna like clap for you yeah you know like this this 30 year old man's so young and he's accomplished all this stuff and this
2: 32 year old girlfriend is an old hag (laughs) Uh, isn't that that like it's such a real thing it sounds like Um, like, hyperbole to talk about it that way. But that's literally, like, that's how people think about women. Yeah. And I was like, even if they, like,
1: don't outwardly express that or think that. like internalized. Yes, exactly. You're always going to be working against this, like, internal thing that you've been taught your entire life. Right. So, and then not only as a woman are you up against it yourself, you're up against that in every, like, heteronormative relationship you're going to be in.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's fucked. It bleeds into like every bit of your life. Next week is going to be the week that I turn 30. And I've been like battling that a lot. Like Mm -hmm. the whole idea of like, like I can't. I've boiled it down to this. Like (laughs) not being able to say I'm in my 20s anymore is scary. Like that's like the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. piece of it. And obviously that is like such a huge like a bigger issue underneath the surface but like that's what i'm focusing on and it's mm-hmm. because like when i'm when i say like yeah i'm a woman in my 20s versus like i'm a 30 something mm mm-hmm. Like you said, men say it, and I'm like, "Oh, he's distinguished." Yeah, you know? look at this look
1: distinguished
2: at th- gentleman. Yes, <laughs> look
1: how he sits. Yeah, the second men turn thirty, they like have a mustache and a monocle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, carry a cane. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it, the cane is for fashion. Uh huh. They have a cigar. Support. Yeah, you open the cane, and it is
2: a sword. Uh huh. <laughs> or an umbrella. Or an umbra- that would be dope. That would be very. Uh, they do look like umbrella, or look like um canes already umbrellas.
1: yeah yeah With like so a little hook just, if they have a little cap on them nobody steal this it's business very idea.
2: convenient
1: yeah because then if they're courting a lady and it starts raining here in
2: seattle they just whip
1: out their cane umbrella
2: mm, cane umbrella. Mm-hmm. honestly liz you might have a business on your hands here
1: thank you i i might uh, let's bring canes back
2: yeah make canes cool again we need to get these
1: devs and engineers out of wearing cargo shorts and an old shirt that their company gave them that's also like a little too small for them it's like becoming a baby gap shirt because it's just like been in the dryer so many times it has like
2: a hole at the like the bottom where the seam is
1: there's always a hole somewhere yeah all of them have a hole like are you trying to dress like you're on big bang theory i've heard that seattle is the anti-capital fashion of the world (laughs) but it's also because like we need to dress for practicality at some point. Like everyone refuses to wear an, to use an umbrella, which is stupid. Yeah, in my opinion. So, like I, so stupid. I get it because they're not super convenient. They like get in the way when you're like walking on the, you're sh- sharing a sidewalk. Totally. But it's also just like a,
2: a pride thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm like, I, I, I don't care because I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing the fit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm saving my hair mm-hmm. because the hair is the part of the look. Mm hmm. So I'm going to be carrying this umbrella. See, I don't own. I'm, I've fallen I w- victim to that. I'm going to be loud and proud about Fuck it. Fuck yeah. Be loud and proud about it, Liz. <laughs> <I have like laughs> a, a moment. I have like a golf-sized umbrella in my closet that I always forget about. But but it's also a huge. good weapon.
2: Should you need it? Ooh, that's a good point. Umbrellas are some pointy motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They really are. They have so many so many points they do yeah like in every direction
1: (laughs) i got my umbrella from our old job because it was like the last day because you know how they just had umbrellas in case you needed them yeah it was the last day that the office was open oh before covid and then i just got stuck with this umbrella (laughs)
2: damn
1: well i forget to use it it's like you came out positive
2: from the from the coronavirus that's true i did
1: i did i i I also no one asked for my monitor back, so I have that. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's was also the, like kind of a piece of shit, but
2: it's a second it's monitor. Positive, I love free shit. Mm-hmm. That's true, I do too. I love free shit. Um, I've had a really bad IBS week. I feel like I have to be transparent about it because I have mm-hmm. been on this podcast, and I took dull colax last night after I told myself I would never do it again. So today has been. A long day, so please <laughs> bear in with and me. Out of the bathroom, uh huh. And every time I have a bad IBS day, I'm so tired. I mean, yeah, your body's working overtime. Oh my god, like what the fuck? So anyway, I'm sleepy today. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my absolute <laughs> best. So um, thank you in advance for sticking with me. You're Through welcome. this episode, I speak on
1: behalf of all of us. You're welcome. We're here for you. <laughs> um, I have some Sh- yeah, make s- some little excited for your top okay i have three different things for us to talk about amazing i have one they won't be
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
2: super long either
1: okay they're just little tidbits that i learned while whilst scrolling i love that on the tiktok machine i don't know my favorite machine uh what's like a good way to call it what's a good thing to call it the clock app that's what people call it yeah okay yeah the clock app well because i know people call twitter the bird app mm-hmm. um dude speaking of i ha- like i've been using twitter significantly less Um, yeah i fucking
2: noticed well
1: it's a dark place to be i understand that but
2: i miss your tweets selfishly do it for me Put yourself through mental turmoil for me i'm just gonna start texting you the thoughts i have that could be tweets okay i'm fine with that honestly that's a good sacrifice my ideas yeah i love that i love this compromise we just made okay me too me too um so one of the things is
1: from one of the things is from a creator named amber eros and she is like, let me look at her bio. Uh, she is an, an erotic shadow worker. Whoa! Um, but basically, she just like helps people get in touch with their sexuality and like not feel uncomfortable talking about sex and just things like that. Us too. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. She, Are we erotic shadow workers? Um, <laughs> if you watch her videos, like, no, we're not. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) It was like fun for the last
2: 10 seconds. I thought maybe we were though.
1: But in this video, she recommends eating while self-pleasuring because it's like an additional sense that you're adding into your experience. Interesting. What about Uh
2: music or smell?
1: I mean, yeah, those are, those are, you could do all of those smell some things
2: while listening to music and and eating a cheeseburger
1: those are more obvious like i'm gonna light a candle Mm. and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. play some some
2: music a new sense
1: to engage yeah yeah and i mean i've done like kind of like sensory play with a partner yeah and that's really fun like playing with like fragrance and you're blindfolded so you're like more attuned to the rest of your senses yeah she also says something about like we should be showering in the dark and then she explains like you're you're have you ever taken a shower in the dark no that's like a great way to get murdered like i watch Um, too many
2: scary movies and have way too much anxiety for that i love i do enjoy
1: showering in the dark sometimes i'll light like a candle so i'm not like completely blind in the dark but it's very relaxing
2: i mean it sounds like it would be relaxing if you're able to like put the whole like you're in the shower in the dark fact out of your mind that's like the easiest part for me i'm so jealous but i'm also a moron i watch a lot of like my showers i watch true crime Mm.
1: what yeah oh i remember one time like i was falling asleep on your couch after we went out and you were listening to something i was like she listening to a
2: murder podcast at 3 a.m before we go to bed yeah my therapist was like that's probably why you're not sleeping well, you mm. fucking idiot. She didn't say that last part, but she said that last part. It was implied. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Um, yeah, the shower in the dark
1: is very lovely. Um, but I thought it was interesting just like eating a
2: snack while you do your business. What snack would you eat? Give me your top three snacks well okay so
1: i tried it what i had to do it for science (laughs) i showed it to mr liz and he's like are you gonna do it and then i was like should i ask a magic eight ball so i asked a magic eight ball app and it was like yeah (laughs) and it was like yeah (laughs) i was like fine i was also a little high so it was a good but anyways i ate dried mango because that's like my favorite snack when i'm high that's a lot of chewing
2: that's like you're like yeah rubbing your stomach and patting your head so
1: that was my initial thought was just like this is another thing I have to think about mm-hmm. because I'm already trying to not think about things you know I'm right. trying to not think about like what I have to do tomorrow or like the thing that bothered me the day like yeah I'm trying to quiet all of those thoughts so I can focus on climaxing <laughs> It requires concentration sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, it's the middle of the day and I want to do this for some reason. Um, Mm -hmm. But other times it's the end of the day and you've had a day. So it's not easy to get into that headspace. Yeah. So I was like eating that snack in between and it just felt like I didn't feel like it added anything to my experience. Like it was fine. It it, uh, it also didn't take away from my experience, but... Okay, you see, that would be my concern. Yeah, I didn't feel like it took away from my experience at all. I will say, I think it would be easier if it, you're not, like, actively, like, trying to chew on something. So, I think if it was done with a hard candy, oh, that would be really fun. And a little dangerous, For- unless it was, like, on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like on a stick Start would choking. be more dangerous. You think so? I guess... I mean, you could put it in your cheek, like when you're masturbating. Are you like screaming? No, most likely not. If, if it's a good
2: one, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Ah! <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> so your neighbors can hear you. Yeah, I want them to know. I like when they're involved. Who who did you have over last night? Oh, it was just me. Yeah, just me and my hard candy.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, almost died. Me and my hard candy and my Adam and Eve
2: vibrator. <laughs> yeah, God. don't don't worry. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not putting you through another ad yeah. yet.
1: Not yet. <laughs> another ad read.
2: Um, <laughs> um, we're not doing
1: an ad read today, so uh,
2: you guys can stop holding your breath. <laughs> yeah, breathe. You're allowed to breathe. No, you know what's interesting though about like. The whole idea of like introducing another sense. Like, I understand the thought process behind that, but like, I would feel it would almost take away from like the matter at hand when you introduce another sense. I, I you know don't what think I mean? so. Right. Yeah. But like, that would be what I would be concerned about mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe that's a me problem. But like, maybe your ADHD brain would love it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the issue is that I'm like, you know, I have Adderall in me every time I masturbate. Oh. I need to focus on a thing you know what i mean i'm like everything else can you know wait a sec okay this is my vagina's time to shine
1: i like if you're if you're sucking on a piece of candy you're not like consciously thinking about it though you know what i mean that's true like maybe starting out you would be because you're like oh i'm doing this thing consciously and it's something new like i'm doing it on purpose yeah 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 versus just like if you were eating if you already
2: were like eating that
1: yeah yeah yeah. you
2: know what would be interesting is pop rocks I would introduce Ooh, like a bunch of different senses at once. That would be really fun. You would hear it, you would feel it, you would taste it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, I think pop rocks. This episode is, a is good. sponsored by Pop Rocks. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. You'd have to keep sprinkling them in your mouth.
2: That's you know? true. That there would take a little like bit a, of.
1: A, a pop rock lollipop. Lollipop Whoa. rock. <laughs> I like that.
2: You're just coming at them with the business ideas, popping.
1: today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of them. You're
2: an innovator above everything else i i really am
1: i really am i'm gonna see what other ideas i can come up with throughout this episode i'm sure
2: that they will be amazing and we will somebody's gonna take them the, they should someone needs to make this stuff
1: because i'm not gonna lollipop
2: rocks lollipop rocks but actually i would buy that i would buy a lot that of also that.
1: would be i think maybe my stripper name
2: lollipop rocks
1: mm-hmm. i like that i think your it would your stripper name would be jimmy queen jimmy queen breakfast sandwich yeah
2: (laughs) every time i see that name i laugh (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) it's so good um okay
1: so yeah if you want to try try it out let us know how it goes um i think i would try hard candy Mm -hmm. personally um i was discussing it with mr liz i think i would enjoy like A berry flavored candy or like Mm. watermelon or peach. I think peach sounds especially nice. Peach would be really good. Uh, Peach candy just like it just hits. It does. God, I love a fucking peach. This is something interesting from Esther Perel. I was telling my therapist about this little snippet that I saw and I was like you've probably heard of her and then I said her name and then she's like oh, absolutely I love her she's amazing oh um I'll drop the audio in just because I think this is like so cool and, and everybody should hear it I'm gonna play it for you right now
2: okay. I'm in a relationship where I'm very much like the opposite of my partner and I'm wondering how do our brains hold paradox
3: when two things can be true simultaneously which is such a through line of your work The best way to hold opposites is to actually never believe that you are right. That in itself, you know, a lot of the questions that we were asking, right, should we leave, should we stay, should we have another kid, should we unplug, these dilemmas, what I mean by this, it's about holding the polarity, what it means is, you know, so often in a couple, one person says, we should go, or we should have another kid. for example. Let's just use that one. Is that a good use example? We should have another kid. We should move, we should go, whatever we should. And the other one says, no, we shouldn't. And they position themselves as if the one who says yea only thinks of yea, and the one who says nay, or says the other pos- position, only inhabits the other side. If you were alone, you would have to hold both sides inside of you. A part of me feels this way and a part of me feels that way. In a relationship, it becomes, I feel this way, you feel that way. We outsource to the partner the part of our dilemma that we don't like to hold, and that's polarization. So with you, one of the best ways to hold is to actually take the position of the other person. You start talking about the aspects of the equation that the other one has been voicing, and then you will see how the extremities soften. I like that
1: a lot. I do too. I just thought it was like so interesting to hear that we outsource the part of our dilemma that makes us uncomfortable to our partner. Mm-hmm. So, um, And we're more likely to dig our heels in if there's like disagreement. Yeah. So we're less likely to see the other side, which is so like when you hear it you're like i have absolutely experienced this yeah where you're only thinking of the yays and not any of the nays and your partner's
2: thinking of all of the nays and none of the a's yep i mean it like there's so many instances where you like have like two things, not you, but like everyone. You mm-hmm. have like two options you're deciding between. You can't decide which one you want to take. And then, like, your partner in this example says like A, and you're like, well, why the fuck not B? Like, I would really like B. And it's like, well, then why the fuck did you ask me? Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you dig your heels in and you really want B because your partner said A. Like, it's just like a thing that happens so automatically. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I also think
1: like our human lizard brain somewhere is like, well, now I want the thing that I can't have.
3: <laughs> mm hmm.
1: I want you I want my way now yeah I want you to give me my way yeah um I'm sure that's a different part of it but I also I love the resolution Mm -hmm. of like you can never believe you're right and that's so true because so much of what we experience in a relationship is purely subjective like we only have the opinion that we have because all of our life experiences leading up to this moment where we need to make a decision. Yeah. And I mean, the same goes for literally every person on the planet. So in that sense, like it is very subjective. Yeah. Um, you can make that argument, I guess about anything, but, um, like, so to go into it, n- believing, never believing you're right. And in, when it comes to the matter of feelings, it's like you, it's, it's not as straightforward or clear as something that is like fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> like historical fact or whatever. Yeah. Or math. The, the,
2: the idea of like having like putting yourself never believing that you're right is like for I feel like for that to work in like a healthy way, both par- both sides of the relationship have to think that way absolutely
1: that's what i was just thinking like both of you need to believe that neither of you are right Mm -hmm. because you're not Mm -hmm. um and you have to have like a lot of self-awareness which just means like your ego can't be controlling everything you're doing to protect you like you need to you need to figure that out yeah but um then the second piece of you taking on the other person's argument like stopping and then being like I'm going to do everything I can to argue the other side so you can help like understand their position yeah but they they need to have to do the same thing Mm -hmm. so I mean if both partners can't do that then I don't know but I thought it like if both people are willing to do that I think that
2: would be so cool to try and practice being able to put it into the perspective that she did too of being like If you were alone, you would be taking on both sides. It's such like it. It's it really like removes the like emotion out of like the argument at hand Mm -hmm. in a way that I think is like useful for people because like people dig their heels in in so many ways and like and you make it combative. Yeah, exactly. And it's like when you actually like when you think about it in that sense of like we all do this. Mm -hmm. Like when if you were alone, you would be on my side and your side. Like that's just how it works. It just like takes the like subjective element out of it I guess like it makes it in a way that's kind of like inarguable mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so I really like how she how she explained that yeah how do people these people that do these talks that get audi- like audience questions and have such eloquent answers to them yeah. like that I'm like is your brain you she has the limitless brain that's 100% like she, of the brain she
1: didn't even stop no. to think about it to noodle on it she immediately was like this is how you can, like, hold space for polarity mm-hmm. in your relationship. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just thought that was, like, so fucking cool. When I was watching it, I was like, I want to do something like this. Like, philosophizing about relationship is, like, my ideal, like, job. Because that's what I already do all fucking day. Yeah. Is just, like, sit in my head and, like, analyze people and their behaviors and why they might be doing that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And applying it to the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that you have a calling that you're not using. I was thinking that, too.
1: Because I was also like, oh, what if I change careers? And the career I was, like, thinking of changing to is not super different than like what i'm already doing and then i'm like am i holding myself back yeah but then i was like how can i do both yeah well because you want to have a safe option yeah like i already
2: (laughs) i'm already doing this the world is not kind to creatives so Mm -hmm. you have to like kind of do what you can to get a paycheck like
1: how would i become like a relationship philosophizer tiktok i already do it on this podcast right that's true i could i could do it on tiktok yeah you fucking could liz
2: (sighs) i'm sorry i need to count to 10
1: (laughs) um the last thing that i have is really cool in my opinion i love it um so this is posted by the podcast safe space and it is about um this formerly incarcerated man who read bell hooks and then started um, a group in his prison to like end toxic masculinity I love that it is so fucking cool and then like a lot of people who attend this program like that are incarcerated um when they graduate a lot of them go on to like continue teaching their own programs
2: i really love that yeah
1: and i just love that like this this guy just like picked up bell hooks and like i i know i've talked about bell hooks on this podcast before but like she was so ahead of her time oh my god and the way she approaches trying to combat patriarchy is so it's like inclusive and it's while also being straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 holds space for polarity. I
2: love that. <laughs> As we were just saying, Parrell really
1: bringing it full circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna play this for you. This man changed the lives of hundreds of prisoners. We make them think it's okay to do that when we do shit like, oh, well, what would, if a girl gets raped, we'll th- say things like, well, what, what was she wearing? And putting it all on her.
0: Richie Reseda read Bell Hooks while serving a 10-year sentence in prison. Bell Hooks was a renowned feminist writer and
1: activist. And He said in reading her books, his perspective and life changed, and that feminism freed him
0: and he wanted to free others. So he started Success Stories, an education program for people in prison. This program dismantles the patriarchy and incarceration by facilitating intersectional feminist workshops in prisons that help incarcerated men overcome harmful gender behaviors and be their highest selves.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Well, I don't need to imagine Emma because he is doing that.
1: Richie's really helped me step out of my comfort zone too. Man, you really opened my eyes to some powerful things in my life. And even when all of us went against you when it came to that patriarchal conversation, you, you remain firm in that. And I admire
0: your courage. 600 men have graduated for his program. And a lot of the men who do graduate for his program become facilitators themselves, go back into prison, and help to break down the patriarchy for other men. that They too can be freed by the words and the lessons of bell hooks and other
1: feminists. Richie is smashing it. All those incarcerated men that are sat there listening, just a little inkling to learn more. That is all it takes. So positive masculinity, guys. It means being yourself. I think it's also such a... Like a beautiful point that intersectional feminism is, it, it exists to free people. Yeah. Especially, like, especially men. Yeah. Like, the patriarchy is not serving men either. No. Like, like we've said. Um, and I think the people who are threatened or feel threatened by the patriarchy changing are obviously the only people who benefit from it. Yeah. And
2: it. I don't know. I don't even think it's too. Like, it's like the people no, that no one's happy. No, I think that the people that like have this perceived idea that they benefit from the patriarchy and I mean in a lot of ways they actually do like, you know, in terms of like being like cis mm-hmm. straight white men <laughs> like that is that is the profile of somebody who benefits from the patriarchy and still like you hear them complaining about things that like is a result of the patriarchy. Yeah, like. Well, I have to go to work every day and provide and like I have to like be the breadwinner and I have to like. Yeah,
1: because patriarchy taught you your only value as a man is like what you can give. Yeah. And that you're not worthy of love for just being. Mm -hmm. And that's like every human should feel like they are worthy of love for just existing. Yeah. And I think if we all felt like that, we'd probably have a lot less like we'd be taking care of way more people. Mm hmm be taking care of each other
2: yeah right but now we have all these systems in place that like thrive off of us not taking care of each other mm-hmm. so it's like patriarchy is just like yeah it ruining the world the only thing <laughs> it's benefiting is capitalism and the mm-hmm. only thing capitalism is benefiting
1: is like four dudes yeah and i can name <laughs> all of just, them they all
2: jerk each other off on a giant yacht giant dick-shaped spaceship mm-hmm <laughs> fuck jeff bezos um i really love that
1: elon musk also have a dick shaped spaceship he has a spaceship i don't know if it's dick shaped i guess technically all of them are kind of dick shaped but
2: but jeff bezos was especially phallic jeff bezos himself is a phallic looking gentleman yeah he he does look like a penis very much looks like a face whittled out of a penis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i love in that video that you just showed like how the guy that was coming up and talking about the guy who started the program and saying like all of them were against him on the like the patriarchy thing and he like held firm that's such a huge thing that you hear men or i well you hear women saying to men like you have to be because they're going to be like the dudes that speak out against this are going to get a lot of backlash and it's so easy to just be like yeah yeah you're right Uh, like fuck bitches get money but like holding like firm in your stance and like standing up to these people that are like you know against it makes such a huge difference clearly 600 men have gone through his program that's Mm -hmm. bananas like i don't know that's just it's it's incredible especially in such like a scary environment like prison Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're just surrounded by a bunch of dudes yeah right that like have no reason to respect women like in that environment there are none around maybe like some COs are like women but like other than that so the fact that like he picked up this book and was like fuck yeah like, that should teach a lot of people a lot just from hearing that
1: story i would love to know what the first bell hooks book he was reading was yeah i would too i bet you could find that somewhere yeah yeah but um i just thought it was really incredible and like yeah intersectional feminism isn't taking anything away it's just giving more to to other people mm-hmm like you can still have what you have but other people can have what you have too now. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: why is that a bad thing? Because they think that it's like taking away from what they have and it's not it's there's an there is enough for everybody.
1: There's an episode of Atlanta in this last season where um it's about reparations. Mm-hmm. So like the government rules that like if your ancestors were slaves the the people who are like descendants of those slave owners have to pay you reparations now whoa yeah so like all of these white people are freaking the fuck out <laughs> and then um like people are killing themselves um yeah like one white dude just like kills himself cuz he doesn't want to pay reparations but at the end, there's this scene where, cause there's a, it's centered around this one guy, and he's like, "What? Like, I'm just a dude. Like, I can't give all of this money, you know? I can't pay all of these reparations." And then his, uh, his wife, like, asked, I think they're already separated or something, and she like wants to stay divorced <laughs> because she doesn't want to have to deal with him, like, having to pay reparations. And then he was like, "Well, he's some a descendant of some." white people i don't know that were like enslaved a super long time ago and then he says something about that and then um someone's like yeah but that was a really long time ago <laughs> which is so f- you know donald Glover's a fucking genius he really is because it's just like that's what people say all the time about slavery and it really wasn't that long ago no it was not <laughs> yeah which is obscene um i mean the civil rights movement was like not that was like yesterday yeah our grandparents were around for yeah that. our grandparents are still around now uh-huh not all of them but right i have three mm-hmm. so um the other piece so at the end they show that the guy that it's been centered around um he gets a catering job and then they're like they're like and who is like here for reparations, like to pay reparations. And then they like stay behind. And they're like, this percentage of your check is going to go to reparations. And then it pans out and they're like at a restaurant and there's just like all types of people sitting in this restaurant eating. And it's like a calm scene. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. would
2: it really be so bad? Mm-mm. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's the whole thing with like th- the, the, The politics around just making the world a better place is Mm -hmm. like actually insane to me. Like, this is an entirely different, entirely different conversation, but like global warming. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so like what if we do make the earth healthier? Is anybody like losing from that yeah what is the bad piece of this right it's like no we gotta pull out of all of the deals that make the world a better place because global warming is a hoax it's like wait hold on even if it is a hoax which it's fucking not but even if it was what's so bad about like being better to our home yeah they don't give a fuck about that it's all politics yeah like they they are smart enough people to know what they need to do to get their base to vote for them and so they're going to do that even if it's against like What's the best for everyone? Yeah. It's so stupid. (sighs) Anyway, it's really frustrating because it's just so us versus them.
1: Yeah. And it's like, why are we doing this, y'all? George Washington warned
2: against this. Mm -hmm. The two party system. Did we listen to him? No. Wooden teeth ass bitch. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Love you, G Dubs. (laughs) I have a talking tit. A talking tit? Uno breaking boob. (sighs) I love that. Um, I'm sure there's many more, but I did not look. Um, this man, I don't know where he was. Hold on, let me figure out what, what country he was in. Okay. This Italian man in at the beginning of this month had a 24-hour sex fest and his penis went into septic shock and he <sighs> might have to get it amputated because him and his wife were having sex on mdma molly and that can like affect the blood flow and it will like make it like more possible for infection to form and like abrasions on your wiener and He's just like been in the hospital. Like perhaps will lose his dick from having too much sex, which like is kind of like a gangster thing to say, you know? Like, oh, well, how'd you lose your dick? Like I had a bucket. I had too much sex, you know. But like, it's not I've never heard
1: of that happening. That's kind of like a mixed thing. Like you wanted to do this thing because you wanted to have sex for like this long mm-hmm. amount of time, and then now as a result, you may never get to have sex again. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. I know. Um, I I have a weird um question that I don't expect you to have the answer to. Like, do you get horny if you don't have genitalia? Like, what? That's a really good question. (laughs) I'm confused.
2: Well, I mean, if you don't have genitalia, like, if we're looking at it from the like, so you mean just in terms of you if you got it amputated?
1: yeah i would imagine yes like you know how you can have like a ghost limb
2: yeah but like
1: maybe it's like a ghost penis if we
2: didn't have genitalia then we wouldn't because that's like we have them because we have like sexual desires Uh because we like need to procreate but so i would imagine if you don't have it because of like a 24-hour sex marathon you still have that part of your brain maybe eventually it would die off you know that like neural (laughs) connection would like or it would just explode. Your brain explodes. Your br- I mean, maybe. So interesting. I lost my dick and my brain exploded. A M A Like, how are you answering this right now? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um Yeah, that was my one that was my one talking tit. I mean, I hope that he doesn't have to get it amputated for his sake. I know, me too. For his wife's sake too. They were just trying to have like a good time on Molly, you know? I- and she's fine. Yeah i love that for her yeah i love that for vaginas everywhere me too a a big w for vaginas yeah Mm -hmm. it's a good i think that's the episode name a big (laughs) w for vaginas the vagina w a dub for puss did you see
1: azalea banks Like what she said to Taylor Swift. No, it no. It's it's funny. Okay, Okay. Azalea Banks like weirdly rides so hard for Taylor Swift. Really? Yes. I saw a tweet that was like, uh, it was like a compilation of all of Azalea Banks like defending Taylor. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Well, because you know the rumor that, uh, Taylor Swift is dating Maddie Healy. Sure have I like obviously, I've like known of him, but and this is gonna sound mean, but what an unattractive person,
2: like <laughs> no, I agree. seeing him perform is really hot like he he's hot when he's up there, okay, you know? but, but like, good for him, but looking at pictures of him, not so much
1: he he does look like that rat man. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, it's like a claymation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it's from. Yeah. No, for sure. But he's also the result of many, many years of doing heroin. So I think that he's just like. Isn't he a Nepo baby? I don't think so. His mom was also an addict. I think that was someone else. It, I don't know. Maybe his dad. His dad.
1: OK, I need to read this to you. Okay. So Azalea Banks posted this on her story. And she said, Taylor, this guy is going to give you scabies. He's not on the level of powerful puss you worked hella hard to build. So many much cooler people in music to work with. You should really tap James Mercer from The Shins. James Mercer is honestly one of the best lyricists ever. Yes, Taylor Swift with Black Wave Australia by The Shins vibes is the tea, sis. Uh, This dude is a full incel. You could not be letting him climb the rich, white, coochie mountain, sis. This was all one tweet. This is a. She posted on her Instagram story. I love that. I like, I think it's fucking hilarious. And people were like, no, because why is
2: Azalea Banks like Taylor Swift's only real friend for saying this? I know, seriously. Yeah, somebody had to say it. He was just on this show called The Adam Freeland Show um is that like the podcast thing Mm -hmm. okay I did not catch up on that drama at all so I'm glad that you're about to inform me so this this podcast used to be called come town oh yeah I've heard of that yeah um you know who actually filled me in on all this drama was Mr. Frank oh okay I love that yeah but apparently he went on this this podcast that like you you listen to the podcast Knowing that you're going to hear some, like, really theatrically over-the-top, awful, disgusting, sexual things. And that's part of the appeal, you know?
1: Okay. That's why it was formerly known as Come Town. Right. And now okay. it's the Adam
2: Freeland show because I, I think one of the guys left.
1: I think Come Town ended. Mm-hmm. And then the, just the
2: one guy started his podcast. Yeah. But anyway, so Maddie Healy was on... The Adam Freeland show and saying some over the top sexual theatrical shit, and it was awful and racist. And that's just like how the podcast is. Unquote. But like, it's still like y- you not can be dope. Like, yeah, you can be like a
1: sexually graphic person, but you don't need to be racist. Right.
2: He was saying some really heinous shit. I'm going to need to look. This yeah, because it's like stuff that I don't even want. Yeah, it's like stuff
1: that I don't even want to repeat. I wanted to ask, but then I was like, mm, she probably doesn't want to repeat it. Yeah, it's it's like that level of uh, gross. That's atrocious. And I know he said something about Ice Spice.
2: Yeah. Yep. Our Our Lord and Savior Ice Spice, and then sh- and then Taylor put her on Karma, like a remix of Karma, <gasps> and like had her come out at like multiple of her shows. Um, but I think in, uh, it, her shows in Nashville, I think, is where Ice Spice came out, but uh the whole thing with this like Adam Freeland show thing is like his, the listener base for that show, hears that stuff. And they're like, Oh, this is just like what you get listening to the podcast. Maddie Healy's fan base is like exclusively like 14 to 17 year old girls Mm -hmm. that like don't. And like, you know, arguably rightfully so can't understand the nuance of that. And like it being like how the podcast is, Like, they're hearing this stuff and, like, their hero, this dude that they, like, love, is, like, saying all this awful shit. Like, of course they're going to be upset about that. And Mm -hmm. then, like, a lot of those girls also love Taylor Swift. So it's just, like, disappointing to see this all happening. Who would have thought Azalea Banks would be, like, the unsung hero?
1: she is definitely unhinged but she has some she has some golden nuggets in there she, she really has does. some nuggets of truth and wisdom she's fucking nuts she she wants to have like beef all
2: the time with everybody she does but
1: sometimes she's got a point
2: she really does want to have beef. that's like her entire career is having yeah beef. can you name an azalea bank song no nobody can <laughs> there's a, I think her her album was called Young Rapunzel in college and the only reason that I know that is because I posted a picture of myself with long hair and said Young Rapunzel. I captioned it Young Rapunzel. She is like our age.
1: Did you know that? <laughs> I always thought she was so much older. Me too. Um, I'm gonna look up how old she- yeah, she's thirty two. Bro, that's crazy. She's probably just like a few months older than me. Is she a Taurus? No, she's a Gemini.
2: Oh no, when's her birthday?
1: um May 31st. <gasps>
2: Happy today is Azalea Banks's birthday.
1: Oh my god. I Happy birthday to do- Azalea
2: Banks. I do my fucking time sheets. Oh, I need to do that too. Do your time sheets everybody. <laughs> um all right, I think this is probably going to be a shorter episode. I think you're probably going to end up cutting out like a lot of our our rants specifically about Elon Musk. We went on about that yeah. for a really long time. I mean, maybe you will leave it all in. I definitely recommend the podcast Flipping the Bird. Fuck yeah. That's a great name for a podcast about that topic. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't remember if I told you this, but uh Mr. Liz was like Elon Musk is like the everyman for everyone's shitty boss. Like yeah, just some fucking idiot and you're like, "How?" That's so true. How did you get here? Yeah, that's so real.
2: He really is just like hating him is so cathartic. It really is. So, it really is and valid. Mhm. Cathartic and valid. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Thanks for listening. We're in my house today. We didn't even say that. We're recording in a different studio. Liz mm. came here because I'm stressed. It she looks got fine. A lot in here. going on. Yeah, it it's, looks good. I've done a lot of cleaning, but anyway, thank you for coming here. We love you. I started off so bad. <laughs> I thought it was gorgeous.
1: <laughs> we love you. Our, Our children. children. You went all Mariah, and then I did like a weird moaning Myrtle type of sound. It's called balance. It's just a sound. We balance each other out. Can't even call it music.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moaning Myrtle sound.